0: We're talking about Purim, and we have our general manager, Ray Haynes, here teaching us all about this, even how to say it in Hebrew. <laughs> That's right. So many ways and so many things. It's uh, a profound day. In fact, the uh, Perm this festival, we've talked about the story, you know, going back into the book, reading the scroll of Esther and all the ramifications of that. Rest of the way, we're going to go and teach you why in the world it's important for us as Christians or Jews to look back and remember and why we should be engaged. And as I said, some is a day of drunken revelry, why is that? It's always a bad thing, but why, especially on Purim, is that actually the wrong direction to go because of the significance of this day? So the rest of the way, we're going to kind of dig into end times and some of the significance of the scroll of Esther. So, uh, is it a picture of end times prophecy? Well, yes, of course it is. The scroll of Esther is definitely a foreshadowing of the great end times spiritual war and the final victory Jesus brings. Esther is filled with shadows and types that point to end times prophecies. Haman or Haman perfectly symbolizes the Antichrist. Apart from uh, Hitler, you really don't have another guy in history like that. The closest word in biblical Hebrew for Antichrist is sorer, which is translated as enemy. Uh, Haman is referred to that four times just like uh, haman tried to annihilate the jews of persia the antichrist will try to kill every jew and christian just as haman wasn't satisfied to only punish mordecai but united all 127 provinces of persia in his evil plot so the antichrist will unite the nations to attack the people and nation of israel it's a very different situation we look in our world even right now and just say oh we're being oppressed but the the end times is is much bigger Now that's Haman. Esther, who prayed and trusted God with her life, is the interceding church. So in in the biggest sense, this is who we are. The The other side of this is Mordecai, who is the first person literally in history, called Jewish. So I'm guessing that he would represent Jews who've discovered Yeshua, or Jesus, as their Messiah. So you have the church, you have the Messianic congregations as well, and you have this evil over here. So the other interesting note about Purim is is a reference to just the the word itself as being the holiest of days. Esther chapter 9 sums up what you're supposed to do. It's the two days you'd celebrate in every generation by every family, In every province, in every city, as if they were relieved of their enemies all over again, and their lives were transformed from sorrow to joy, from mourning to festivity. There should be feasting, rejoicing, sending food portions to one another, giving gifts to the poor. Those are the orders of Mordecai. So, why in all that? Well, Perm was such a big deal that those two days in Adar are compared to the holiest day of the Jewish year, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. The plural form of that word, Yom, uh, which would be Kippurim, which means a day like Purim. So the plural for Yom Kippur is a day like Purim, which really doesn't make sense. There couldn't be two days that were uh, more opposite. Yom Kippur is the one day each year when the high priest could enter in the Holy of Holies. He would wear a different garb. He'd be wearing white. He'd go through the veil or curtain that separated the holiest of places from the rest of the temple. So that does not sound like Purim at all the veil represents the separation between god and man due to man's sin and that veil of course represented jesus so when he died on the cross for sin which separated us from god the veil of his body was torn the high priest would be covered in blood from making the sacrifice and he went into the holy holies to pour the blood on the mercy seat or the caparet, which means to purge atone expiate propitiate it's a big word and It also relates back to that word uh, Kippur or Kippur. Wait, there are probably no two more opposite days than Purim and Yom Kippur. You know you've got Yom Kippur think about that festival in the fall you're dressed in white you're fasting from food and drink there's lots of any other physical pleasures everything's fasted from you're just for 10 days you're you're staying away from everything and you're devoting yourself to prayer and repentance in hopes that God will write their names in the book of life and not blot them out rescue them from death Meanwhile, Purim is celebrated loud in costumes with noisemakers, and there's feasting and drinking and giving money to the poor and sending food to a friend, all because God rescued His people. So those are very strangely to to, to try to compare, but. Yom Kippur is a day like Purim. Purim is really about atonement. It's a day like Yom Kippur when God made a way for all Israel to be cleansed from a multitude of sin. So Purim and Yom Kippur are days of deliverance and salvation. Both look back in history and both were told to celebrate as if we were actually there and it was happening to us. So it is important. Purim may very well be a reminder of that our wedding day to Jesus is already set so that as we pass through tribulations, we'll hold on to hope knowing that even though evil threatens, victory is guaranteed. Purim takes place in Adar the last month of the year, so prophetically speaking, whatever it represents must be the last thing that's to happen in history. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. So there's always more than meets the eye when it comes to feasts. And in time scriptures, we're often called the bride of Christ, and we're waiting for our groom to come and get us and for the wedding supper in heaven, which is that Passover meal. And of course, there's this theme of white robes that runs through Revelation that points to our wedding. So one of the themes of the scroll of Esther, uh, I mentioned earlier, is that wearing of royal garments or clothes esther wears them to go before the king described as being arrayed in beauty when the king wants to show honor to the person who saved his life uh, Haman thinks the king's gonna let him dress in his royal robes and it ends up being mordecai and then after the king appoints mordecai prime minister he appears in royal garments in christ we have been clothed with christ and his royalty an anointing has become ours listen to revelation 19 because this so many people think of purim as a day of celebration of victory but it's actually two things combined it's a wedding and it's victory revelation 19 let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready fine linen Bright and clean was given for her to wear. Then the angel said to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True, with justice he judges and wages war. Mm. Skipping ahead, the armies of heaven were following him, Riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. So you have this picture. But who is it that's riding the horses? Who is it that's with him? This is his bride. So these... Ideas of this, these white garments and all, for all of us, man, woman, child, all of this is part of that wedding. It's because we're now one with him. And so this victory, this celebration of Purim, yes, it's all about the final victory. But more importantly, there's a side to it that you really need to pay attention to because it's that part of Esther where... She's married to the king. She gets access, and that's what brings the victory. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a look at kind of the uh, end times, and especially going to look at this year. So I try in the fall kind of look ahead the the year 5780 last year we looked a lot about this it's 2021 now 5781 so I'm going to just jump in real briefly to see what it is that speaks to us from last year and this year what we should anticipate and what that has to do with Purim.